Welcome everyone to the L7C Podcast Wrestling Edition. Today we have a jam-packed wrestling episode for you all. Today we have the wrestling expert Jacob Mason with us. How you doing today, sir? I'm fantastic, buddy. How you doing today? I am doing well, man. I'm doing great. And as I said, we got a lot to hit up on today in this wrestling pod. And it seems like our last one, which we do every two weeks, as soon as that one dropped, news just started coming out the wayside. So we're going to hit on a whole bunch of topics. And we're just, since there's so much, we're diving right in. Uh, as soon as we dropped our last podcast, literally the day after, the WWE on Fox Twitter sent controversy ablaze. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, WWE on Fox which is actually a very common thing. It's a build your own team for like an X amount of money. It was $15 and they had tiers, $5, $4, $3, $2, $1, uh, $5. There were four spots. There were four horsewomen. $4 was Asuka, EO, Haley Ray, Bianca. $3 was Rhea, Nia, Shayna, Bliss. $2 was Naomi, Lana, Dakota, Hell. $1 was Liv, Ruby, Talia, and me and Jacob, we shared it. We picked our things. We didn't think anything would come out of it. But little to our knowledge, social media just went ablaze. You had so many people offended that they weren't on it or a lower tier. Mandy Rose was offended she wasn't on it. Natalia was talking about, I don't need this to talk about my worth. And then things were brought up about some stuff that I said about Naomi in 2018. It's like, so many wrestlers were mad that they were not on it or low. Jacob, were you expecting that type of backlash? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, you see these things all the time. Mm-hmm. I think what made this one just so different was Fox shared this one. Yep. So this is coming from the direct, might as well just come directly from WWE mm-hmm. almost. Um, so it just seemed like Everybody got pissed off. Everybody got upset. Everybody got offended. And it blew up a lot bigger than what you would think. Because this was not just a one-day thing. This was an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy, too, because anyone who was like, you heard nothing from the $3 and above club. Like, none of them tweeted or anything. It was the people who were $2 and $1. And they were, and then they started bringing things about equality and all that stuff. And I just wanted to say on that that they do this with the men all the time. We just did one today about like pick your dream match. Like this is not like a sexist thing or anything like that. This happens in sports all the time. So I, I don't know where all that came from. I can understand some people feeling left out because they felt like they've been doing stuff, but. As I talked with another group of buddies that you only had four on each row, okay, you feel like you should be on it. That's cool. Who are you taking off? Like, if you feel like you're better, like Natalia, I think she was mad because she was like $1 and she was second to last, but Natalia, you haven't done anything. You haven't. Like, I don't think this meant this was meant to be offensive, but Lord, it just blew up. I just couldn't believe that they were all seeing that and they were all mad. I don't know if they were more mad because it came from Fox or they were mad at their placing. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing to me just seems like a whole double-edged sword where if like, Natalia is the main point here. She's the focal point. Mm-hmm. So if you're pissed off that you're, you're a dollar and don't get me wrong, I think when when we both did that, I think we both picked Natalia because I'm like, oh, that's the that's that's the gem right there for a dollar, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But if you think you're worth more than a dollar, then do stuff that's worth more than a dollar. Yeah. What what is Natalia doing? I I have no idea. Like nothing noteworthy, at least. And I want to clarify with people that we're not saying we're not talking about like their true worth as a person we're literally just talking about what was on the sheet like obviously they're worth more than a dollar come on now we're not <laughs> like but we're just talking about 
true worth on this build your team. So I just was surprised. I wasn't surprised that the five dollars were the four. I really wasn't. And then the first no. four dollar one was Asuka. I know you were shocked that Haley Ray was a four dollar, even though she's the champ at UK. Yeah, I mean she's the champ at the UK, but for four bucks, I'm just like 98% of the people who are looking at that post have no idea who Kaylee Ray is. Mm-hmm. And it's no like that's nothing bad on her. She just on, I mean, I know there's the talk is NXT the third brand or whatnot. Mm-hmm. NXT UK is just the island of misfit toys. Yeah. It doesn't get that much promotion. And yeah. it's not that they're bad, it's just the way it is. Like I was like. I can imagine. I can't imagine too many people were picking Kaylee Ray in that, but this is all like hypothetical stuff, you know. Yeah, and my thing too with this is that I don't know if this. I mean, it reflects on who's getting pushed in the company. It really does. So I think that's also the other issue inside people who are really mad that they weren't getting pushed. Like Mandy Rose was mad about it, but I mean, your biggest thing was the Otis thing. There hasn't been anything big with you since. You got. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. Natalia, I mean, yeah. The only person that I was kind of shocked that she was the last person on, but was Peyton Royce. And I like Peyton Royce, but for being objective of what's been happening in the company, Peyton should be off that, and someone like Billy Kay should be on it. Yeah, if anything, yeah, Lacey, Lacey should be on there. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and shoot, WWE, it got so bad, they deleted the tweet, the original tweet. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it got bad, but I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to do it again because they don't want that type of backlash, but looks like you can't have fun with those anymore. So, but I, I always think of it like the Mount Rushmore. There's only four spots. People are going to get left off. I mean, nothing personal. Just like personal. But something that, I don't know if it's going to get personal or not, but this was news that as far as left field as you can imagine, Big Show going to AEW. What the heck is that? <laughs> uh, whoever had this on their uh, bingo sheet for 2021, uh, you won the bonus prize because nobody would have. I would never guess this. No, like it. It got dropped. Um, I forget who posted it first. I don't know if it was Jericho posted it first than AEW did. But uh, I thought it was a joke know. until I saw official things. Yeah, same. I was like, oh, like I was like, oh, Big Show's not going there. No, it sure as shit is happening. So AEW is Tony Khan's just dumping money left over right. Um, but it's kind of cool. So it's not a wrestling contract. It's a uh, a commentary contract. Yeah, contract. So that's cool. I mean, Big Show can talk. We'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. Is a is he just going to be you know Paul White, just the guy, or is he going to try and play like a character? I think is like one of my biggest questions going into this because mm-hmm. if he's going in playing a character for the love of God, don't have him be heel and babyface like each week, <laughs> like his whole career. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I so they're bringing him on for their new show, which um, which is going to be a YouTube show for an hour on Mondays before Raw, which also didn't see coming. Yeah, I I knew they were going to do like some sort of different show, but you're doing it before Raw on Monday. Like, there, I feel like that's kind of pissing in Vince's Cheerios. Yeah, and you and you think of Big Show because he's actually a very loyal WWE guy. So to think that he would go to AEW, and obviously he doesn't owe WWE anything. He's given them everything. He's a first pilot Hall of Famer, all that nine yards. But for him to go and then to be on his show right before Raw, I'm just like, okay, okay. And obviously, I mean, he can't use the Big Show. He's going as Paul White, but that's wild, man. And like you're saying. Big Show's not cheap, so I'm wondering how much he's getting paid from just a commentary standpoint, if he's getting paid the same amount as some wrestlers or more than some wrestlers because of his name and who else would be interested in 
doing this going forward is like, hey, you're a legend. And last time we saw Big Show, he was getting berated by Randy Orton. And he's like, hey, if you don't want to do that, I'm going to do some commentary for AEW. And it's just like, wow. I think the only thing that affects with WWE is that he's not going to get in the Hall of Fame anytime soon. So <laughs> they're going to probably wait a couple of years now. Yeah, whenever his contract comes up. I think there's I think we're gonna see a lot of that going forward. I think a lot of the legends, instead of doing the the quote unquote legends contract that they always have with WWE, I'm sure that if they're getting paid, I don't know, twenty thousand, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, whatever it's gonna be, a little bit more than yeah, I'll go do stuff with AEW. Why not? And that's, that's going to be interesting. We'll see who next jumps ship. I can't wait to hear. I want to hear his reasoning uh, just from him instead of reading stuff. I just want to hear him talk about it. But going from Big Show, we're going to go to some NXT. NXT actually just signed its biggest class ever, which in all the years of NXT, thinking that this and still COVID pandemic is the biggest class they've ever gotten. Kind of wild. And they had two in particular people in this class that you really wanted to hit on. So take it away, man. All right. So NXT, like you said, they had their biggest class signing. And we say like biggest, we mean like size wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not name wise. No. Yeah. Not name wise. I mean, there's some, there's some cool names on there. I say your biggest name is uh, that Taya Valkyrie. Who's John Morrison's wife. Mm-hmm. She's officially signed. And it's really weird seeing her wear a performance center shirt, considering all the stuff she's done. Like she's, yeah. she's certainly no one that's. Uh, I mean, that just kind of seems like the rookie type deal thing to do. Which I guess she's a rookie in WWE, but in wrestling, she's definitely not. Are you surprised that she's at NXT and just not main roster? Because like someone like. AJ Styles didn't go NXT. He went straight to main roster. So I'm I'm actually kind of surprised a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I would figure she would go and just kind of be a heater for Miz and Morrison. Ooh, ooh. I mean, that's that's kind of what I thought because I mean, it wasn't no secret. I mean, everyone kind of it's pretty much known that she was going to sign with WWE. The biggest thing is, what was she going to do? I mean, that still hasn't been completely answered yet. She hasn't debuted in NXT. She hasn't debuted on Raw. They've just got the picture with her wearing the Performance Center shirt. Yeah. Um. So that one kind of, yeah, I'm with you. It kind of took me by surprise. But at the same time, if you throw on the main roster, you have to put her with Morrison and Miz. Because if not, you're going to throw in that women's division. One, a lot of people aren't going to know who she is. And two, that division is pretty stacked right now being like what are you going to do with her yeah i would and we're going to talk and actually oh we're going to talk about more about aw's women division but yeah if you throw her in now i would say the women's division right now is what eight eight nine strong obviously there's more but you have the four horse women oscar Shayna, Naya, Alexa Bliss. Those are your top. Those are your top eight right now. So it's just like, oh, it's just like that's eight already. So then, if you take those eight, and then you have those eight, you have the Royal Rumble winner Bianca Belair. That's nine. So it's like, when you come to the main roster, you're not even going to be in the top nine, let alone the people below that. So you're right, man. That'd be a tough sell to just throw to the wolves like that. Yeah, you could you couldn't do it. It would be bad for literally everyone because especially in WrestleMania season, you could do this probably, you know, after a SummerSlam when things lull down. But like now, I mean, the storylines are going. There's there's no point in bringing someone in to get into I don't know, just uh just into the roster just to, you know, wrestle or whatnot. I think the smartest thing to do is either I well, like I said, throw her in a Miz and Morrison. Let her be the mouthpiece or an additional mouthpiece. They'll do great. Yeah. But uh another big uh another couple signings they had, they had uh Rick Steiner's son. Which I'm surprised because you know Rick Steiner didn't have the greatest exit out of WWE. <laughs> right. I'm actually shocked that he, he well, he's a grown man, but letting his son go to a place that 
didn't end well for him. No, um, but I don't know. Maybe it's because, you know, things are passed. And Triple H is all about mending bridges. So if bringing in uh, Rick Steiner's son is, you know, kind of throwing out the olive branch, then, yeah, go for it. Because it can be good business for everything. Um, They have um, uh, Priscilla Kelly. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. I always butcher it. But uh, she's, uh, she's one of the women... And we'll talk about later when we talk about the AEW women's roster. But I'm just kind of shocked. Eight, like WWE has signed signed her. Um, not that she's not good or anything. She's pretty good. She's got a really good. She's got a pretty good indie name. But uh, the biggest signing next to Taya um, is this guy named Parker Burdell. Now Parker Burdell, um, he looks like Brock Lesnar 2.0. Yeah. He is he is jacked. Yeah, he looks like Brock Lesnar's love child with a, a woman, or if Sable and him had another kid, that's what it looked like. Yeah. I mean it it he's got the tattoos, ex-football player, um, mm-hmm. or college football player. Um, but him and funny enough, one of the first times I've seen him was uh on Eva uh, Eve Marie's uh Instagram. Mm-hmm. She was hanging out with him, and I'm not sure what the connection is there, but I just happened to see it on her Instagram. It was like, damn, like this guy's Brock Lesnar 2.0. Uh, Paul Heyman uh, was another one who initially f- signed him or got him to get signed or whatnot. But it's very weird, and it's uh, this is where I want to want your opinion on this. Everyone's saying Brock 2.0 because he looks like Brock, he acts like Brock. His like thing is like. Uh, Parker Bordeaux, destroyer of gods. I mean, it's yeah. being in, in my opinion, and I'm quoting Chris Jericho here, being the second anything is a death sentence because you are officially compared to whoever you're being. This instance being Brock Lesnar, you can't live off to Brock Lesnar. He's a, he's a mythical being. He's he's the money guy for WWE. I mean, I cannot think that is a good. I mean, he's getting a lot, a lot of people are talking about him right now, but he don't live up. I mean, people are just going to shit all over him. So, what's your thoughts? My my thoughts is that with the Brock Lesnar, I haven't seen him. The Parker, I haven't seen like his, I guess stats or whatever. Because Brock Lesnar. When he was coming in, this dude was the NCAA champion in wrestling. So besides working on the Indies for a billion years, that's as high as wrestling experience you can get coming into WWE. That you went to the national championship twice and you won it your senior year. You were like 6'3", 300 pounds running 4'5", 40s. Like, I don't think anyone's going to ever be like that physical specimen that Brock is. And I 100% agree with you that when you start, if that's how you're going to introduce him, that's going to be real freaking bad because people like you, people like me, the casuals, uh, news people, ESPN, NBC, they're going to be like, this guy's, this guy's supposed to be the next Brock Lesnar. This guy's supposed to be the next Brock Lesnar. And that never works out. Even if you've watched like third generation superstars. Uh, Randy or in The Rock, like when you start comparing them to their people and who they were great, and they have to live to that, it gets a little hard. And, but when you let them be themselves and not compare them, it's a lot easier. And obviously, Randy and The Rock, they surpass their parents. And Charlotte's probably, I mean, Charlotte's going to win more titles than Rick. I'm already going to say that. You heard it here first. But, but yeah, it, it's a danger trap, man, because. Brock Lesnar, if I remember the time frame correctly, it took him six months to win the WWE title. Because he debuted, won it at SummerSlam in 2002 against The Rock. I think it was a six-month span. And and this guy, Parker, I mean, you and I have talked about so many times about people just coming in, part-timers or whatever, taking title opportunities. How are people going to feel that a rookie from NXT who's named the next Brock Lesnar swoops in and if he gets a push like that, takes the title from somebody? That's not a good way to 
get him received well, don't you think? Oh, it's, it's terrible. Um, I did see on, I mean, he's at least trying to do his best right now. I'll give him that. He's posted on his, his Instagram, like, I'm the I'm not the next anything. I'm the first Parker Brunel or whatnot. Like, at least he's trying, but it's like, dude, like, it does. You didn't have to say a word. It's just the way you look. I mean, he just has that jacked white boy look. Yeah. I mean, it's just, congratulations. You're just falling into this category. What what I could see happening, I mean, you could go a couple different routes of this. I mean, because Vince is going to be all over this guy. There's no doubt. Unless unless he really sucks. Oh, yeah. That'd be bad if a man can't wrestle because. Brock Lesnar can go. Well, I I can see. I mean, you also have Paul Heyman in on this, who's high on this guy just because he has that look. Where would Vince just start him out? Like, I'm just thinking these different things here. Can you imagine Vince just literally bringing in a quote unquote performance center rookie? He's not even an NXT rookie, and just have him be a part time guy, and that just be his job his entire life. Like, lift the weights, come in part time. And just be a full-time, part-time guy. Like, I can see some Vince doing that stuff. Because they're going to give him four moves. He's going to be like how Roman, you know, was. How everyone's always got your Cena four moves or five moves of doom. Roman has four. Whatever it is. I mean, I can see them just giving him, hey, you're going to do a punch. You're going to do a throw. You're going to do a kick. You're going to do a finisher. Congratulations. You have. That's how you're winning your matches. This is the formula. This is what you're going to do. I can see Vince doing some stuff like that, which good for him, but everyone's going to hate it, which yeah. would, would be Heyman good too, for Vince, I guess. I don't even know if you could put Paul with him because that would literally go into the stereotype that he's just Brock Lesnar 2.0. That's the biggest thing. And also, I mean, the world, the wrestling world needs him, but Paul Heyman's not going to be around forever. So we can't always rely on Paul to get these people over like a Brock back in the day or the stuff he's doing with Roman now. So, and I don't even know if, I don't know if those couple moves of doom, depending on who you are, could cut it anymore at this point in time. Like, I really don't. I feel like you've got to be putting on at least some 20, 25 minute matches to be like a top tier star in this era of uh, wrestling. Don't you think? I don't think so. Mm. And here, and here's why. And I, I hate myself for saying this. The top guys, minus Drew McIntyre, um, over the past couple of years, have really been your Goldbergs and your Brock Lesnar's. They've been your, they've been your, your champs. Like I said, exception of Drew here. Um, Right. I, I think you could get by with doing the couple moves of doom and having short matches. Cause if that's how you're going to build this guy, I mean, I guess let it happen. I mean, I'm not going to be a fan of it, but I can see Vince doing that because he'll just be a star. A little pushback on that though, with the Brock and the Drew. I mean, with the Drew uh, Brock and the Goldberg, you're right. <laughs> but I would say that with those two though, they have equity. They've been they were doing it for a while. Like I I don't think he could just start and do that though. He's got to prove himself. Like if he comes in, probably if he doesn't even go NAC, just performs, comes in, wins the title or something like that. She it's gonna be nuclear heat, but it's gonna be bad <laughs> because everyone's gonna be like, who is this guy? And then we're gonna go, and then me and you are gonna get to the rat race of look at all these NXT <laughs> people who've been on the main roster, haven't even got a title opportunity. This guy just hops in from the performance center for the title, beat somebody, and yeah, that'd be, that'd be rough, man. But we're going to have to wait and see. I'll be interested. I hope he does get to wrestle in NXT because I don't think the previous classes have even gotten in. Like, obviously, so now you got Brock Lesnar 2.0, and on the previous class, you have The Rock's daughter. So, Oh, God, I forgot all about her. Their class hasn't wrestled yet, so we have to wait and see on that. But going to talk about titles, uh, this past weekend, the Royal Rumble winners made their pick. Uh, Edge, we didn't want to see it come, but it happened. 
Edge chose Roman Reigns. Uh, we all expected it. This past uh, Friday, Bianca Belair picked Sasha Banks. We all expected it. So the two Royal Rumble winners picked the two SmackDown champions. Not that surprising, too, because SmackDown's on Fox. Uh, they're taking over the A-show, whatever. So I suspected they would pick both the champs. Bianca and um, Sasha makes the most sense out of those two. I'll be the first time two African-American women uh, have a main event at WrestleMania for the title. So that's really cool. The Edge thing, I'm just... Besides Roman being the top guy in the company, it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. What about you? Because we all know that's, that's he's not going to win. So why choke? Like if he went and was at the time Drew or like the Miz after he was the way he's talking to the Miz, we could see that. But he just picked Roman because Roman's the main event. From a um, from a wrestling mark standpoint um it makes zero sense from a business what's going to make me the most money standpoint it's the right move yeah in my opinion um because you're going to get all the casual fans going who knows roman reigns name who remembers you know edge's name because edge was massive you know so from that standpoint that makes sense and they want to make Fox happy. Yeah. Um, so that that makes sense to me. I'm not saying I like it. I don't. But at the same time, like, it doesn't shock me. No, it's just the fact that we all just know there, there's no way Edge is going to win. So the, so the comeback story is, is going to end, which is sad. The only way I could see Edge win is if they use this as a setup for Roman, a WrestleMania two from now. And Dwayne interferes and costs him the belt. That's the only way I could see Roman losing. So then that sets up Roman versus Dwayne at the next WrestleMania, that one in Hollywood that was supposed to happen this year, but COVID. That's the only way I see Edge winning. Well, I I like that. Uh, that's good. Um, I guess like my my only other question with Edge's match, this somehow. You know, the, you know, I'll just make a prediction here. Um, in the middle of this match, somehow, some way, you know, uh, Jay Uso is going to get involved, or Paul is yep. going to get involved, and we're going to see a Christian run in too in Absolutely. the middle of this match. So I, I'd be okay seeing that because you know you're going to see Edge and Christian do like a concerto or something cool. So I'm I'm good with that. Um, but yeah, you're right. We all know Roman's going over. It doesn't make sense. Any other way, really? Yeah. For the foreseeable future, I don't, I don't, see, I don't know if I see Roman losing this year. Like for the, unless I, I just don't see it. No, I I don't see Roman losing, especially with the whole Dwayne thing that we all know is coming the following year. I don't see him losing it till after Mania of next year. Yeah. Of next year, of when they're in uh, Hollywood, because he's going to put down uh, the Rock and retire officially, non-officially, whatever. He's going to retire uh, the Rock, and uh, then someone else will take it from Roman. Then that's my opinion. Yeah, and it's also crazy with Roman too that he's there, as Daniel Bryan said on Talking Smack. He asked Paul Heyman, how did you get Roman Reigns the Brock Lesnar contract? <laughs> because Roman Reigns does not wrestle on SmackDown. He's there. He'll talk. He'll spear you at the end of the show to let you know it's his show. But Roman does not wrestle on SmackDown like that anymore. He just wrestles at pay-per-views. So he's a full-time part-timer. Like, that's a new breed right there. <laughs> a full-time part-timer. Paul Heyman guy. Hey, that that's Doctor World too. But Bianca and Sasha makes sense. They get time. They're they're gonna tear it down. Absolutely. That leaves that leaves Raw and their champions, which that's sad. But going into that, uh, when Elimination Chamber happened, we were shocked by this. We had a cash in by the Miz. Uh, Drew McIntyre first. 
you knew something funny was happening because the Raw Chamber was the main event. We thought it'd be the SmackDown one because they were going to wrestle Roman at the end, but you knew something was funny. Uh, Drew won the Chamber, rightfully so. Bobby Lashley comes, destroys Drew. We were like, well, what the hell? And Miz comes in, cashes in, becomes champion. Never thought I'd see Miz hold the big belt again. Uh, first, were you surprised by the cash in? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it happen that night. Um, the one thing that also made me go, huh, that's odd. And I was like, oh, is something going to happen? Was they had Miz uh, talking to MVP in the middle of the elimination chamber, like in the back. So I was like, hmm, something's up there. They just don't make something that blatantly obvious without doing something. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, and then he did that, and we all knew he was not taking that title to WrestleMania. He was a transitional champ, and that prophecy was fulfilled just uh, Monday, this past Monday. Bobby Lashley, through end of rounds, he beat The Miz in a Lumberjack match in 16, 17 years in the making, finally became the WWE champion, were you shocked after all these years they finally put the strap on Bobby? Raw, at this point, I think is the uh, redemption show for all of Vince McMahon's like old misfit toys that he had got rid of and decided to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I was happy to see Bobby win, though. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I love a chicken shit heel Miz. That's always good times, but... Uh, uh, he was such a scaredy... Oh, that was hard. I was like, ugh. I was like, we haven't had a heel like this in a long time. Oh, it's great. And uh, he plays that part so well. He's made for it. And uh, But, you know, Bobby going over, I was happy with it. I- I'm good with it. Damn, the hurt business. I was yeah. so wrong. I was I was dead wrong. I, I talked shit about them. I talked about how it was stupid. They were having the whole thing with uh, retribution mm-hmm. there on the one podcast. And I was like, this is terrible. Um, damn. G- good job, guys. Uh, everyone there, except for MVP at this point, because he's injured, if I remember correctly. Or yeah. He's got something wrong with him. Um, is a champion. Damn. The one, uh, something else that's kind of crazy is uh, MVP was there when Bobby won the TNA heavyweight championship. And he was also there for when he won the Raw championship. So that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. And MVP, I mean, they've all stated how they weren't doing anything. Like Shelton was barely on TV when he came back. Uh, Alexander was, Cedric wasn't doing anything either. Bobby was. At the time, in the worst storyline with Lana, and MVP comes, creates this hurt business. I like the I like the fighter for hire type thing. It reminded me of the old uh, APA days with Ron Simmons and JBL. How they'd be playing cards, and you knock on the door, you need someone beat up, you pay them, and they do it. So I like that aspect. And yeah, man, seeing all of them have belts is just crazy. It's and. <laughs> They gave them time, and they did what they needed to do, and it worked out. I mean, at the beginning, like another group that, like New Day, remember they were the gospel preaching. <laughs> like people forget, beginning they were not like they rode that wave, and they became like eight time tag champs. Like Kofi finally got the big one, so it's real interesting. And then when you have a guy like Bobby Lashley, I mean, he checks all the boxes. He dresses nice. He's physically imposing. He has a military background. Like he has everything. He just never got this belt. So with him as champ, you got a lot of things you could do at WrestleMania now. I would think he's going in the champ because if he won that and then he doesn't go in the champ but loses it at fast lane, Raw's gonna get revolted on. So you obviously have the Drew, the Drew match. I think Drew deserves to have a title match. Let's just get out the way. Everyone's been talking about it. the Lesnar possibility. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the hell Brock Lesnar's been up to. If he's just stuck in Canada, wherever he is, and <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but that would be the match because that's a 
anytime Brock Lesnar's matching with a big dude, you actually think can beat Brock Lesnar. That's good. You got Braun Strowman, who he wants a title shot. And we're still waiting for the Fiend. We're still waiting for him to come back. But obviously, that's going Randy Orton's way, but maybe later. So what do you think about these possibilities of Bobby Lashley's chant now? It's so funny because a couple uh, podcasts ago, we, we were talking about how we hated part-time champions. And yet here I am hoping for Brock Lesnar to show up just so we can finally see the match, which I guarantee would not hold up to the the hype that everybody's wanted to see has put on this for years. Mm-hmm. But damn it, do I want to see it? I want to see Brock make a part-time show up and just have a match. I don't see that happening. I imagine this is going to Drew. And I think they're going to have in I think they'll have a four-star match at Mania. Yeah, it's just the fact that I think it's going to Drew too. But Bobby's been trying to fight Brock in everything. He was trying to fight him in WWE. He was trying to fight him in MMA. Like he was trying to fight him in any when he was in with Dana White. Bobby was doing really good at Bellator. I believe that was the promotion he was yep. with. And he was doing real good. So he could she could shoot fight too. So you could really mix some shooting into, into the WWE style with them. But yeah, I think it's going Drew with Ray. And I think they're gonna have a really good match too. Hopefully it's a one-on-one. I I don't want any like fatal four-way nonsense. And on the Miz's part, it does suck that his reign ended basically in a week, but he was a transitional champ. Everyone knew he wasn't going to WrestleMania was with the point. But uh purpose good on MVP top tier manager. He didn't need a he didn't need a Paul Heyman for that. MVP was able to do it. So good on good on him. But let's, let's go let's uh go to AEW. And we began we began this podcast talking about the build your own team controversy with WWE women and AEW. <laughs> We've talked before. Their women division is not on nowhere near WWE's level. I don't even know if they could do a build your team thing, but points wise, because of the women they have, that's how superior they're just lacking. And we've been trying to think about ways to fix it, and it, it comes down to trainers and all that. But we need, we need to sign some people over there, don't you think? Oh God, yeah, I. Uh... When we found out the big show got signed by AEW, I texted you. I was like, oh, man, like, check this out. This is cool. Blah, blah, blah. And I like the more I started thinking about it and you know, the gears are turning in my head. I go, wait one damn second. I was like, why the hell can Tony Khan just t- chuck out money hand over fist for men's talent or commentary talent at this point? But he's not chucking out the money for the women's division. And I want to see that division thrive. I, I really do. Um, Damn, why the hell? Like, why can't we chuck out the money for good women's talent? And well, let me rephrase that. It's not even it has to be good. It just has to be a big name at this point. And we yeah. don't need we don't need managers. I don't need indie stars. I mean, they have that. Um, you know, they're even doing, you know, uh the whole like tournament thing, like me and you like the Mm-hmm. Where they have, uh, I think at this point it's it's uh, Nyla Rose versus uh, I forget which one from the Japan side tournament to find out who's going to be the number one contender for um, their women's champion. I can never pronounce her name, so I'm not even going to bother butchering it at this point. Um, but yeah, so me and you talking back and forth, they just got to chuck the money out and. The first, like, if we're going to have, like, if you're going to have a draft of just top tier women or big names or just someone to elevate this, I mean, AJ is your number one pick. Yeah. If you're tossing money, she hasn't been, she hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania 31, where she actually retired after that match. Uh, he would be the top one, like, name and ability. But we just have to see the ring rust. Obviously, the name we keep bringing up is Tessa. And I'm truly at the point where I'm really thinking all those reports are true because there is no way someone of that caliber is not signed. No way. Unless she has all that baggage everyone has, 
every wrestling site has reported everything like that because this is crazy. I thought she was going to be at the Royal Rumble. I was wrong. I thought, I thought I was like, oh, AEW got her. I was wrong so far, unless they're saving her for something. But she's still out there, and I don't know how much she's asking for money, but she needs to get there. Uh, and then we brought up someone like Chris Cyborg, who is a big name, and I don't know how interested she is in wrestling now, but she's brought it up. But they need to throw money, man. But it's the fact that you need someone with a name that you were hitting. Like, they might have to even go after someone like Eva Marie because she has a name. She's attractive. She has a following. That'll get eyeballs to AEW. Yeah, but honestly, if I see if if they would sign Eve Marie, because my wife actually threw out that name and me and her were talking about it. And I think that would be terrible. I, I think that would do more harm than good because yeah, she has a name, but the name she has is just an absolute garbage name when it comes to wrestling. Nobody liked her in WWE or like fan wise, I should say nobody was like, Oh yeah, I'm a huge Eve Marie fan. Like she's, phenomenal like no one ever said that um so i i i would stay as far away from eva marie as possible um you know you know we i would say you know uh kelly klein but she's got her own thing going right now with uh a lawsuit with ring of honor which that's going to be a lot of baggage so that's going to be at least a couple years before you would even want to really touch that um should should aew just deal with tessa's bullshit and just have just this an insane strict contract but big money i think so it bring notoriety i mean Tessa's a, a woman who wasn't just like a woman's champion on her previous promotion she was the champion so and now it's never been seen before we also brought up because her compete clause and uh, Khan's already talked about it. Selena Vega don't know what her name would be in AEW, and then I was just trying to think long and hard who should do it. Who'd be a big name? An Omega return? Who we didn't talk about? They need to. They need to reach out to Paige. I, I, I think that's the one. If they can get her in a doctor's thing. Because I mean, Daniel Bryan had an injury, came back. If they can get her in a doctor's thing and she gets cleared, they need to go to Paige. And Paige has already shown frustration with WWE thanks to our patent pending third party ban, where she couldn't twitch anymore. And that and that broke her down, as you talked about it. How she was crying, saying ever since she couldn't go back in the ring, that was the only way she could connect with fans. So if she went to AEW, she has that back, and she's back wrestling. If she's and if, if any doctors, if multiple doctors clear her with physicals, I think that's who you really go for. Yeah, Long, longevity-wise, name-wise, wrestling-wise, that's the name to go for. But here's the deal. I mean, I don't know how long her contract is with WWE, but WWE knows like she would leave in a heartbeat and go to AEW. And I think they're doing to her what they did with Paul Heyman years and years and years ago, where it's a quote from Vince, Mc, Vince McMahon. I'd rather see Paul piss from inside the castle out than from outside of the castle in. And I think they're going to want to just chuck out that big money like, hey, hang out and I'm going to throw you millions of dollars to sit your ass at home, essentially. But I think Paige would probably want to wrestle more than just sit at home at this point. I think she just hates everything that's happening right now. I would also say, too, with that, though, because her biggest thing was WWE backstage, and that's really not even happening anymore. Renee already left, but then that was weird that she came back for, like, that one thing. So it's like... I don't know, man. I don't know how long her backstage whatever contract is. not like she's doing anything of relevance. I really think that's who you really go that's who you go, man. Imagine yeah. about, if you could get Paige and Tessa instantly bolster that women's division. Cause I don't even know who the women's champ is off the top of my head. It's like here. God, I can never pronounce it. It's the girl walks out with the sword. It's uh 
Shakita or Hiro Shakita. I got it. Like I said, it's it's something Japanese, and which is great and fine and dandy. I love they're bringing in like the international women, but damn it, simplify the names. And I used to work for Disney. That's what they would do with all the international people with really hard names. I had a roommate who was from China. And I could never, like, no one could ever pronounce his name. Disney gave him a name tag and said, you're Dylan. Congratulations. <laughs> like, but I would also say with, with the international talent, they're getting, that's good. But they're not, it's not Oscar and it's not EO. Yep. That's the thing. Like, you're getting the talent, but they're not the top. And, like, the people I see most from AW women, like, promoted, well, obviously, uh, Conti, uh, Anna Jay, uh, Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, obviously Brandy Rose, but she's out for the foreseeable future, about to have a kid. So it's like, you name those people. We just named the women on WWE, and we went nine deep, and we didn't even count NXT. Right. Like, we count NXT, you're talking about EO, you're talking about someone like Dakota Kai, Raquel, almost going like 15, 20 deep of top tier, top A, B plus caliber women who can main event on any given night. And there's still women yeah. below them waiting for that push. Like, shoot, if they had someone Omega entertaining like a Billy Kay, that could help them. For sure. Um, you know, another option. Do they go after like a veteran talent? Do they go after a Lita? Do they go after a Trish? Because you're only going to wrestle one day a week unless you're doing some training stuff, you know, on the side, helping out the girls, which would also be great. We brought up AJ and you brought a veteran talent. We didn't even bring up her rival during that time frame. Caitlin. Caitlin would be one. <laughs> I don't know how interested she'd be in coming back to wrestling, but she would be a She's um she was strong, she had a strong presence. So that'd be a good name to bring back. But obviously they don't think it's that big a problem because they're not putting that much into it that we're putting into it, naming these these people. Like, right. like today Shaq was on with Cody Rhodes on ESPN, and I was just thinking, what woman would AEW send to go to an ESPN? Brett Baker, Brandy Rhodes. I could see Brandy, but she's about to have a baby. Like Britt, people will be like, so who are you? Right. And that's the biggest problem. It's not that. Yeah, it's the whole thing of we don't. And God, once again, I hate I hate going back to it, but I hate the part-time champs. AEW needs that part-time champ right now. They need uh the Brock Lesnar of the women's world right now to come in there. And I was just thinking, too, if someone gets frustrated to go over there, I was thinking, if this raw push doesn't work, I don't know if they'd lose her, but Rhea would, Rhea would be a great poach to take out from WWE because they, they messed it up when she lost the flair at WrestleMania and just went downhill. So if she goes to Raw and gets buried with the other like women who aren't doing anything, that's a great person to target. You already know she can go. She's strong. She's big. Like she has that presence. That'd be a great person. Like we'll offer you the X amount. Quit WWE. We'll pay for whatever difference between the non-compete. Come to AEW. Woo. And there's all these women in the UK too that WWE has their own NXT UK women's division where people like Tony Storm and the champion over there came from. Why are they not getting any women from the UK? Because I, I think when WWE did their NXT UK, I mean, they just poached the entire England, essentially, like the entire United Kingdom um, yeah. with the top talent that they could get and basically ran out all the indies for the most part there because they took up all the stars. I also think that that May Young Classic changed everything for recruiting women. It changed everything. Yeah. Because there's a lot of women who wrestled on there didn't didn't even win. Obviously, only one person could win the thing, but then a whole bunch of them got signed, and here we are. But, yeah, you know, we're gonna see, man. Someone's someone has to be coming sooner sooner or later. Sooner or later, 
But now we just got these small little tidbit things that have been happening in wrestling world. Obviously, when you go to WrestleMania season, random stuff starts happening. And this is as random as wrestling as you can get. Triple H cutting a promo on Elon freaking Musk talking about he hasn't fought for anything. He'd wrestle him in space. Me and you were like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Apparently, Trip, someone said that Elon said something disrespectful about wrestling, but nobody could find the link to the comments he said. So Triple H does his promo. And I'm just like, okay. Thought that'd be the craziest thing. Then we have uh, Bow Wow talking about he's been training. Wants to be tag team partners with Rey Mysterio and get the titles. We're like, all right, crazier. Then we have freaking Soldier Boy said something to Rap Games. He said the Rap Games faker than the WWE right now. That's what he said. And then everyone just they spread across, and we had people keep uh, T Bar. From retribution, started talking, so and then Randall Keith Orton, who once you piss that man off, it's over. And then he starts just airing in the Soldier Boy. Then they're going back and forth. Alexa Bliss gets into it. Soldier Boy's going against all of them. And then Bow Wow and Soldier Boy tweet each other saying that once we come take their fray, we're gonna come take their shine. And man, it's a it's some crazy times. No one had a you. Yeah, I like your quote, how no one has it on a bingo board. No one woke up and thought Randy Orton and Soldier Boy were going to have a feud on Twitter. But, <laughs> man, wrestling's crazy. That's all I'm going to say on that. I mean, earlier in the year, which we already talked about, we had Hardy B going at it with freaking Lacey Evans. And, I mean, again, man, as much as you hate part-time celebrities, they got the world talking about wrestling. Casual people were talking about it. So that's. That's the double-edged sword, man. <laughs> you get celebrities, they take thoughts or whatever from main talent, but they get more people watching. Yeah, it's uh it's <laughs> this is the funniest feud of the year, hands down. Yes. Um Randy calling out Soldier Boy and saying uh Bad Bunny would whip your ass <laughs> might go down as one of the tweets of the year. <laughs> I did not guess that WWE versus uh, a like I don't know top tier rappers and just washed up rappers. Um, I never expected that feud to happen. Uh, I'm not complaining. It's hilarious. Pissed off Randy Orton on Twitter is <laughs> he's so much better on Twitter in my opinion than he is in the ring. I, I don't care too much about Blandy Orton normally, mm-hmm. but you give me you give me Randy Orton on Twitter, that's that's money. Dude, he I just he kept going too. I was like, oh my god, what is happening? And then when Alexa Bliss gets involved, which is hilarious because her and Randy are having a feud right now, but mm-hmm. they both end up on the same side because nobody gives a shit about Soldier Boy. Get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. You haven't been relevant since. Oh, Randy Orton said 2007. <laughs> okay, 2007. There you that's go. What Randy, that's what Randy said. <laughs> I, yeah, and then Triple H. Triple H. I mean, uh, to that whole thing, the Elon Musk Triple H feud that's happening. Um, God bless it. Triple H hasn't been uh, hasn't had a feud in what two years now. I think the last one was Batista, wasn't it? At Mania? Yeah, 35. Yeah. I don't count that Randy Orton nonsense. That was just used for him to get thrown fire on by Alexa Bliss. But yeah, he's a wrestle since 30, 35. Yeah, well, he can count, he can still cut one hell of a promo. He he oh. cut a beastly promo. Um, I have no like idea Elon why Musk. Elon Musk. <laughs> I hope he doesn't drive a Tesla. If he does, holy shit, I fully expect him every time he gets in the car to have like Malfunctions. <laughs> yeah, malfunctions or some completely random terrible song would play every time he'd fire it up. I don't know. Just, yeah, it, it's 
interesting. I don't know if he's trying to recreate. Well, he's not a billionaire. Triple H is not. I don't know if he was trying to recreate the battle of billionaires thing that we had with Vince McMahon and Donald Trump at WrestleMania 23, which that's crazy to think about how Donald Trump's in the WWE Hall of Fame, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the wrestling Hall of Fame before he became president. Um, so that, that that's wild, too. And I was just thinking when he said that, I'm like, Lord, help us. I could see. 50 years down the road, them having a WrestleMania now in space. (laughs) Vince won't be around, but God, if the technology was there, they would try it. WWE is almost like the Fast and Furious people. Space is the only last option left for them. (laughs) That's how crazy they are, but I don't know, man. I don't think Soldier Boy or Bow Wow is actually going to show up at WrestleMania. I really don't. Obviously, WrestleMania normally for COVID always has like one or two celebrities in a stupid match that they win. Like Snooki was in a match at WrestleMania 27, like things like that. But I don't think that's happening this year. Um, well, I mean, the account had bunny. Uh, yeah, I guess he has a bad, but yeah, cause we already, we know that match is happening, but again, shout out to bad bunny. Still shouting you out for taking that 24 seven title and performing with it on Saturday night live. Still going to, and, Dude, it's crazy that big Omega megastar that he is right now. Since Royal Rumble, he's been on every single Raw. Yeah. Every single one. And it's showing me, too, that whenever that's done, Damian Priest is getting a big push. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I got to give props to Bad Bunny. I don't know if I said this on the last podcast or not, but, like, damn, he's, he's bringing that title everywhere. Almost every post on his Instagram, he's doing mm-hmm. something where he's posing with the title. Like, dude, wait, say what you want. He's bringing eyes. Mm-hmm. He's bringing eyes. He's bringing money to the product, getting more fans involved. I can't complain about that. Yeah, yeah I can't either. And just, uh, no, this wasn't on our notes, but we're recording in March. And obviously, March is Women's History Month, which we've actually talked about the women a lot on this podcast. So that was really good. Jacob, man, when you when you see the we're going to talk about the WWE women's division, we already know who the top eight to ten people are. And we know who the top five are like that has been evidently shown in WWE and PWI. Bianca Belair beats Sasha because that's going to happen and that's going to make her a star. Who else is next up in the women's to make them a star? Because as deep as it is, they can't rely on the top five forever either. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Cause I don't know. I got to separate this between who I want to see get pushed and who I think will get pushed. Mm-hmm. And are we just talking Raw and SmackDown here? We're talking all of them. All right. So the one that's going to get pushed good and maybe end up beating EO is uh, that Zia Lee from NXT. I, I don't know if it's because of the... Uh, that UFC flyweight women's champion, whatever her name is, the one from China. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, maybe it's because I, at least from China, I have no idea. But it just seems like they're the world's getting, you know, sports world is having Chinese women right now just be a thing, which cool, I guess, whatever. But uh, I can see her getting like the big push this year. Main roster wise, if Lacey wasn't pregnant, I would say Lacey Evans. Yes. Man, it was, they'd been teasing that for, she was the first feud when Becky won the title for moms. She was in a big feud with Charlotte. That, that is coming. I agree. Um, oh, I know. I know. I know the woman that's going to get pushed. It might be for a minute, but she's going to get pushed. And that's your girl. The ravishing Russian. The table master, Lana. I, 
I will say to her, shout out to her for uh, congratulating Bobby Lashley, talking that was good on her today. But she tries, man. She that's the thing. As bad as she is, she tries. Like if she could just get she has <laughs> it's the fact that she has absolutely everything except the wrestling ability. That's it. I mean, as hard as that's to get, but I, I've, I've warmed up to it because I mean, she does try. She'll at least be. She'll be tag champ with Naomi, which that was strange out of the blue. But I think I don't know what Io will do when she gets to the main roster. I, I'm liking Raquel, man. I'm liking Raquel Gonzalez. Depending on how her and Dakota Kai do on Wednesday against Nia and Shayna, I can see Raquel doing things. Obviously, there's Tony Storm, uh, Lacey Evans. Sooner or later, they're going to have to decide if they're going to shoot. Talk about bombs. They're going to have to shoot Mandy Rose to the moon or not. Which, I mean, she's a better wrestler than Lana. And depending on what you like looks like, she's right up there. So that. Mandy Rose is a perfect person who could take that belt everywhere and promote. But I just don't know about the wrestling ability. I mean, there's Peyton, there's Billy Kay. There's a lot you of got the Riot Squad. The Riot Squad, they can go. They could be tag champ. They could be real tag champ. And they can go as well. But man, once I Becky bet. comes back and all four of them are healthy. Oof. Oof. I mean, we know where the oh, titles oh. are going to be. Because when Asuka sure. drops her title, she's not going to have the title for a while. So, and, and the women's division, it's never been this deep. Never has. Don't think it ever will be, but it's it's never been this freaking deep. And Good on them. They're all doing the thing. Charlotte's going to take the title at WrestleMania. Just saying it now. <laughs> so, yeah. But women's division, you guys are balling. Keep it up. Keep it up. I, I absolutely think the fact that Charlotte's going to be champion at Mania. And the fact she's probably going to take it from Asuka again just hurts mm-hmm. me. Because mm-hmm. every single time, Asuka has to lose to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Death taxes, Oscar lose to Charlotte. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all it is. Jacob, man, yeah. anything else before we close shop? Uh, we hit a lot. We're going to be back in two weeks again. I, I got to say, you know, it's still crazy. I mean, you, you talked about him a little bit, but the fact that Shaq is going to be, you know, Russell. And it just seems like it's such a back burner match at this point. Yeah. I mean, years ago, if you had Shaq being like, Shaq's going to wrestle, everyone would have freaked out. But it's like, oh, hey, Shaq's wrestling. We have all this other shit going on right now. Who cares about that? Also, the ship sailed when we didn't have the Shaq Big Show one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Could we possibly see Shaq versus Big Show now, though? That's possible. It's possible. I mean, they're there now. Shoot, maybe that's the reason that uh, Big Show got hired at this time. Maybe he comes out at the end to help Cody. That very well could happen, which could set up a match down the line for those two, and I'm sure they both want it, and it'll be a payday for everyone. So that that would, I mean, that obviously feels bigger than, no pun intended, but that feels bigger than Shaq versus Cody with the two other women that they have on there. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, and speaking of women, again, I, I guess we didn't even mention her. Who she could be Omega dominant again. Uh, get the strap to Shayna Baszler. Let's just get it over with. Should have happened last year. Yeah, for sure. Just get it done. I saw her get pinned by Charlotte in the middle of the ring. I was like, man, this time last year, Shayna wasn't losing to anybody. This is crazy. No, and it goes to prove the the NXT to main roster transition is just so, so terrible. Shayna started really good until she lost to WrestleMania to Becky. 
who was pregnant. Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to say no to that because remember when they brought Shayna up and they had this whole stupid vampire angle thing there for i remember that yeah i even skipped that that was her i just remember her killing everyone in the elimination chamber and almost ending Liv morgan's life (laughs) which shout out that was a great tweet by the way that you sent out love morgan she said i want to be back in the chamber i was like are you sure Shane almost killed you (laughs) i don't know man but the women women are deep and you're right it's crazy march there's just so many things that Shaquille O'Neal and Cody are on the back burner. And whenever this pod goes out in two weeks, we're going to have a whole bunch of things. And then and after that two weeks, we'll be pre, we'll be close to, we're going to get, we're getting close to doing our WrestleMania preview. Mm. Whenever they actually yeah. have more matches. <laughs> right. Yeah. And oh, we'll, I imagine we'll do an entire prediction preview show. Mm-hmm. and. Probably one right after. Keep the listeners happy. Yeah, man. It's it's wild in March and um March and April. But I mean, I think that's all we got, man. Jacob, look, any last words, man? No, you know, hey, you know, uh, like, uh, subscribe, all that jazz. Uh, follow me at Motley Mason on Instagram. <laughs> um Y'all, thanks for having me on again, buddy. I appreciate it. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll make sure we got this all promoted this week and get, get more listeners and keep me on the top. Yeah. Yeah. Again, everyone, thank you always for listening uh, to our podcast. You guys are really, really liking the wrestling ones. It's probably because we cover every promotion and we are consistent every two weeks. There's something new in every promotion. And we do our best to cover everything. I know as soon as as soon as we get off, we're going to talk about things that we forgot to say. And we're just like, damn it, we forgot. And it's just how it works with wrestling. Because, I mean, there's like shows every day. But we love talking about wrestling. It's always one of my funnest things to do when we're just catching up and shooting about these stuff. Because wrestling's, wrestling's fun, man. It's Wrestling is in a very entertaining place right now. And gosh. Well, probably whenever, just when WrestleMania, that's going to be like the first big event US-wise that's going to have a decent amount of fans because I think they're doing 25%. We might have to do a whole side thing on just that. Fans being back, ha- having that energy back in the arena. Like, it, it, it's going to be a good time. And, you know, me and Jacob are here to break down everything in the best possible detail for y'all. And that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.